Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Rolling along. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. As you just heard from Christine, the great Al Michaels will join us live on the Goodyear Hotline a little more than a half hour from now. And uh, looking forward to that. Obviously, he's always great to talk to. But this week, he's got, what a game. And they've got the Brady game. So Brady going back to Foxborough. And one of the things I'm going to ask him about is the Gronk of it all. I think that's being overlooked in this. Gronk going back to Foxborough is kind of a big deal. And um, it's going to get completely buried under the Brady of it all, which I totally get. But one way or another, we'll talk to Al Michaels about a bunch of different stuff when we get there. In the meantime, I do have a little bit of a bone to pick. So Nuno and, and, and Bubba, I want you to hear this before I get into anything else. Hembo, you mentioned earlier how hot Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge of the Yankees have been of mm-hmm. late. Can you tell me what they've done over the last week or whatever the stat you gave me was? During their seven-game win streak, uh, Stanton and Judge have combined for seven home runs and 25 RBI. Would you say that last part again? Seven home runs and 25 RBI. You're saying RBIs, right? People who say RBI in the singular make me want to smack them in the face. Now, I would never actually smack you in the face, but that is not the way a human being talks. An RBI is not the shortened version of runs batted in. RBI has become, in the parlance of all of us who care about baseball, a word unto itself. It is an RBI, and several of them are multiple RBIs. It is not 25 RBI. And when you say it that way, it makes me itch in places I cannot reach to scratch. The problem is you're wrong because the, the, if, you, if you drive in more than one run, you're not driving in ins. You're driving in runs. No, it's not, I just told you. An RBI is a word unto itself. It is an acronym. It is not, but it's not. It's not in the, in, in, the, in the society in which we live amongst people. It is not thought of as an acronym. No one is saying, oh, there's 25 RBI. They're saying it's no. 25 RBIs because that's it's, it, it, back in the day, you would say, oh, you had four ribbies today. Like, that's just the way people talk. RBI has become a word. It's been, it's been in the parlance. When did they start counting them in baseball? A hundred and something years ago? 1920, they became 1920. Official. So for 101 years, an RBI has been a word. There's a lot of words that don't end, that, that, for which the plural doesn't end in S. Like, you, there, you, can, you can have RBI and you can have octopi. It can be the same. No, it's, they are two totally different things. The plural, of course, they're different things. The plural of octopus is octopi. Right. The plural of fungus is fungi. The plural of RBI is RBI. No, it's not. It just there is. There is no plural. It has been forever. As long as there has been baseball, that has been a word unto itself. Why can well, I, I, I can't? I can't even believe we're having this argument. Nuno, who's right here? Well, obviously you are. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, so you say it. How many, uh, what, what, what does Judge have with... Uh, with, with Was it with 25 st- RBIs? 25 RBIs. That sounds better, but it's not correct. It, but it doesn't care if it's, so- if it's correct or not. So- it sounds better, so it's right. What? Well, it's very weird, know. the words that you now are not letting me use on the show. You're not letting me use RBI correctly. Right. You're, not, you're not letting me use own as a verb right. or yield as a verb. Right. What, those you can are, use them as verbs just under better circumstances. Just use them correctly. Those yeah. are weird words to have on your off list, no. man. If you buy a house, you can say we now own a house. If you have if if, if your ERA is three one four, you cannot say a pitcher owns an ERA of three point one four. Why can't I because say Because you're that? a person. And that's not the way people talk. 
this not the parlance I'm, but I'm of I'm not sports. a broadcaster. I'm a researcher with a microphone. You're a uh, human being. All the more reason why you should be less worried about what is right and what actually is the way that people converse with each other. We're trying to live in a society. We're trying to sit here and have a conversation. And I cannot have people driving right now on their cars listening to you say RBI in the plural. I can't have it. We cannot have that. So I'm glad that we've covered that. Uh, Greeny with you, starting stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Meanwhile. I'm sorry, what? 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 I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? So this is really the original intention of this feature, I'm sorry, what, was that we would, uh, it's sort of like in the old show, we used to call it at the mics, where we would just, I would call it interesting people saying interesting things. I had Nuno put together a few sound bites from different people that were interesting and worthy of your hearing them, and we will react to them here. Let us start once again with Mike McCarthy. He is the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys on why he didn't use his timeouts at the end of the first half Monday night against Philly. We decided to take the conservative approach. I was uh, very confident comfortable with the command that our defense had in that game and just not even giving them a chance to you know maybe put us in a backed up situation no 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 good at all I mean that's the worst explanation you were much better off saying I didn't see the clock if he could have said in an unprecedented event for the second consecutive week I couldn't see the clock that's a better answer than I decided to sit on a 20 to 7 lead in the second quarter of a game against and, and of a game against anyone. I mean, if you're playing a high school team, you should be every everything about football today is about maximizing offensive possessions. Plus, you're an offensive team. Your defense has improved. Yes, it was playing very well that night, but you're not going to win because you have a dominating. This is not the doomsday defense. Randy White's not walking in that door. Too tall Jones not walking in that door. Micah Parsons and company are hanging on for dear life with Dan Quinn designing defenses. You need to put a nail in the coffin at the end of that first half. That's a terrible decision, right? Yes, this would worry me if I were a Cowboys fan, more so than the decision itself. Because unless he's lying to us, he thinks he did the right thing still. Right. That's, that's what matters here. The, the, the idea that you wouldn't try to score more points is lunacy. And the fact that he's trying to cover it up and like, just say my bad. That's my... Or, or say, the, I didn't see the clock. This is the worst possible thing to say because it demonstrates he might do it again. Right. I didn't see the clock is a much better answer. All right. The next one in this edition of I'm Sorry What is Jerry Jones. So he was on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. <laughs> he does a regular appearance. <laughs> Pardon me. And I said on TV this morning, I think that right now you can make an argument. Micah Parsons has been the way too early MVP of the league. But I wouldn't describe him the way Jerry did. This was Jerry Jones' description of Micah Parsons. He's as pure as mother's milk. He just basically mm-hmm. steps out there and gives you everything he's got, and nature gave him some skills, and boy, does he know how to use it. Okay, I'm so uncomfortable. I'm, I'm just stunningly uncomfortable with describing another human being as... He's as pure as mother's milk. Now, 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 now is that an expression I'm not aware of? Like, he's as pure as mother's milk. I've been working on trying to say it the way he says it. And in order to say it, I have to move my mouth in some funny ways. He's as pure. He's as pure. He's as pure as mother's milk. And again, I say all of this with love. I love Jerry. I find him a fascinating, incredibly interesting, 
stunningly successful, and these days actually running a pretty good franchise guy. But Bubba, is it weird to describe another person as as pure as mother's milk? Well, I think when you're uh, northeasterners like us, it is. But uh, I'm guessing, you know, I don't know. Is that the way? Do people in Arkansas, Arkansas, Texas? He uh, is an Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas. I don't know what. What are you, an Arkansanian? I I don't know what. (laughs) I I, I don't know. Whatever it is, he's from Arkansas. He's from Arkansas. He's from Arkansas. That's just a. uh, Is that an expression? Turn a phrase, if you will. Is it? Is that a common turn of phrase? I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I googled it this morning, and the only hits that I saw were this. He just made he just made this, the same mistake that we all do. We often confuse mother's milk for the driven snow. It happens all the time. <laughs> says, that's right. He's as pure as the driven snow. <laughs> that is the expression. It's not... That's a weird flip, though. Like, I that's, know. That's a weird one to mess up. You know, up. I meant to say... They don't have it, much snow down there. It's true. So they, they substitute, we say snow up here. They substitute mother's milk. That's right. That, that's correct. <laughs> Imagine that. You would come home and you're like, how'd it go today? Well, I inadvertently substitute mother's milk for driven <laughs> snow in a turn of phrase on the radio and now everyone thinks I'm weird <laughs> um, that would be a weird thing to have to say okay one more so uh, this is Brady obviously and, and again Al Michaels coming up in a little bit this is Brady with Jeff Darlington the full interview is going to be on Sunday NFL countdown but I really found this part of it fascinating <clears throat> talking about how he can visualize what this is going to be like on Sunday. You're saying you know what it'll, you, you've internalized what it'll feel like. Oh, yeah, I know exactly. I, I can envision everything. Sunday night football, I know what that's like. I know what the night's like. I know what the wind's like. I know what, how their team's going to prepare. I know what their schedule's going to be like. I know what's going to be said. I, I think that's so interesting. And one of the things that I have learned a great deal about, as I have over the last couple of years, is meditation and mindfulness. And the psychological piece, not just of sports, but of everything in your life. And one of the things that a lot of highly successful people are doing, I don't do it myself. I would like to try and learn to do it. If you watch golf, Jason Day does it. If you ever watch Jason Day, before he hits a golf shot, he will stand with his eyes closed right behind the ball for a good, you know, two beats. And what he's doing is he is visualizing exactly what he wants the ball to do. And visualizing something, seeing it before you do it, that's a huge piece of this. And, and Brady, we know he's into all of that stuff. So I'm fascinated by it. The second piece that I think is fascinating is the one part I don't know that he can visualize is, what are the fans going to be like? What is it going to sound like in the stadium? Is it going to be the same level of cheer, cheering, that he was accustomed to as a player for the Patriots? Will it be even louder and more passionate? Will it be less? Will there be any boos? Will there be a smattering of boos? Will there be prolonged boos? Audible booing. He doesn't know that. So I will give you my take, and then I'm going to throw open the phones at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. It is my take. That if you are a Patriot fan and you go to that game Sunday night and you boo Tom Brady, they should take your tickets away. They should never allow you in an NFL stadium again. Certain people reach the level of unbooable. And Tom Brady, if anyone ever has, he does. So I want to hear what the hashtag crew thinks of that. And then I want to hear what you think. 888-SAY-ESPN. Do you agree with my take? That if you boo Tom Brady Sunday night in Foxborough, they should never let you back in. 
That's what I think. We'll hear what you think next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. In the meantime, I have this text from one Robert Stanberry, only the third, who says... And I quote, Hembo is brilliant. You are wrong. The New York Times style guide says so. It doesn't matter if it's correct. That's an admission of failure built into Nuno's sentence. He's on your side on the RBI thing. That's huge. Are you willing to change your mind and say sorry? Hell no. What does Buster know? I mean, are you kidding me? Robert Stanberry, only the third. There's no way. The word RBI used in the plural makes my ears hurt. So on, under no circumstances am I going with that. Hey, Greeny, September is Life Insurance Awareness Month. There's no better time to cross something big off your to-do list. If you're like me with a family, you need to protect them. Use SelectQuote. SelectQuote's been helping families for over 35 years. Get your free quote today at SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. So, I said if, you, if you're a fan of the Patriots, you go to the game Sunday night and you boo Tom Brady, they should never let you back in a football game as long as you live. Before we go to the phones, let me see if the hashtag crew agrees. Hembo, am I right or wrong? You're wrong. I'm from Philadelphia, so everyone is fair game as far as who you can boo. Every single person. Now, if you're a fan that shows up and boos Tom Brady before the game during the ceremony or, you know, the, the introductions or whatnot, you're a hack. But if you boo Tom Brady during the game, then by all means, you, the average ticket price for this game is 1200 bucks. If you pay $1,200 and you want to cheer your team on and boo the other team, it is well within your right no matter who is on the other team. You're not even a person. You're like an automaton. Uh, Bubba, am I right or wrong in my take? Well, I guess my... Are you saying they can't even boo him during the game? Right. Oh. You don't boo Tom Brady oh. in New England. Interesting. Well, because, I mean, I would say, yeah, at no point. If Troy Aikman came back to Dallas as, on another team, would you boo him? Well, no, I mean, before the game, absolutely not. You, would, you wouldn't even consider booing yeah, him. Yeah, if he but... throws a touchdown in the middle of the game, are you booing him? Um, Maybe if he stands there and flips you the bird, which he's not going to do, and obviously nobody would. But if he's just out there playing a game and dominating your team because he's the best of all time, you're booing him. Uh, no, but no, I, I guess in the grand scheme of things, no. I guess, Hell no. No, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to. You're not going to boo him. You Thank you. you. I just bullied Trump. Bubba into yeah. the right answer. I mean, I, I was. I wasn't sure where you exactly were. If you were saying it was, you were only talking pregame, but you're no, going you no don't booing boo whatsoever. Him. You but, don't boo him. No, yeah. I mean, that's when. When Pete, and it's obviously not the complete comparison, but when Piazza came back to right. Shea, he had 
He almost hit. He had two home runs. Almost hit a third, and they were cheering for him after oh. every home run. Nah, as I mean, oh. as, as well they should. Uh, and he accomplished about one one millionth in New York of what exactly, Tom Brady yeah. igno- uh, accomplished there. All right, let's go to the phones on this. You can be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr Pepper calling line. ESPN Nation presented by Dr Pepper. College football's back. So are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Bubba, who's our first caller? We're going to start with Greg. All right, Greg, you're on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Am I right or wrong? Uh, I think you're right um, that they definitely shouldn't boo Brady. Um, I definitely think there will be some boos there, but I think the majority of those are going to be for Gronk. They're going to boo Gronk? Hmm. Yeah, I just think the way that he left, you know, he retired, um, kind of, you know, left out on the team and then decided he was going to come back, go play for a different team, even though it's with Brady. I think some of the fans just uh, – Hold a little ill will towards him still for how that all went down. All right, we'll see. Gronk doesn't feel he means should boo him anywhere. I don't know. Gronk is just so much fun. He feels difficult to boo regardless of the circumstances. So it's an interesting take. I like it. Bubba, who's next? Next up, we have Chris. Chris, you're on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Am I right or wrong? Greeny, as per usual, you're right, my man. I think if anybody boos Brady, not only should they have their tickets burned, they should have their jerseys forcefully removed. And they should be forced to be a fan of the Jags or the Jets for the rest of their life. There you then go. Then maybe they'll learn. Amen. Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. Ask for it and give it to you myself. I love it. You couldn't be more right, obviously. I mean, were you going to rename your kid? You named your kid Brady already. You know how many kids, how many young people in that stadium are going to be named Brady? Boys and girls? You're renaming him all of a sudden? You don't love him anymore after everything he gave you? He gave you more than any athlete has ever given a city. Ever. All of a sudden, you're booing him now because he found greener pastures? It's ridiculous. Who's next? Next up, we have Nikki. Nikki, am I right or wrong? Oh, you're so right. <laughs> I was in Lucas Oil Stadium the night that Peyton returned. Mm-hmm. And that place, it was, like a, it was like a playoff atmosphere. My son, who's now 22 years old, he was probably like, Oh, gosh. You know, probably maybe 12, 13 at the time. Mm-hmm. He looked at me. As soon as the Broncos came out, he goes, Mom, don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> and then they started flashing the Peyton story up on the Jumbotrons. And he got a standing ovation. And, you know, he was on the sideline warming up. And it seemed like it was 30 minutes long. But no one sat down until Peyton took his helmet off and waved to the crowd. It, it was just fantastic. If anyone you know, around one, you, Nikki, had been booing, what would you have done? I would have gave him probably the dirtiest look. Probably would have burned a hole through them. <laughs> but it go. was great. It, it really was fantastic. Because you, Nikki, are a good fan, and that's what I like. You also have my favorite name. That's my daughter's name. So I'm a huge fan. Thank you, Nikki, for the call. Bubba, let me get one more. Let's go to Tyler. Tyler, am I right or wrong? I believe you're absolutely right here, Greeny. Um, me and my family, we just moved down from the Boston area, Southwest Florida. I love Brady, wears his jersey for every Bucks game. My father, on the other hand, can't stand him or Gronk. I think they're traitors, old-school Italian. Me, on the other hand, I love Brady. What he did for our city, unbelievable. Nothing could ever be touched like that again. And I would, I would go to the grave for Brady. I love it. That's a great call. Thank you very much. This, I, I've been having this conversation for years. I did this topic on the radio a million years ago when Michael Jordan came back to Chicago as a Washington wizard. And there was speculation, how are the fans going to treat him? And I said, if you are, in, uh, you are sitting in the United Center, which is where they, at that point, played. He won three of his titles there. And the first three at the old Chicago Stadium, which I will always miss. But whatever. 
I said, if you boo Michael Jordan, then they should never allow you in any sporting event again as long as you live because you have less understanding and appreciation of what we are there to celebrate in the first place than I could ever imagine. Let me ask one more person. Nuno, am I right or am I wrong? Uh, You're like half right. You can't boo him pregame, but like if they start lighting you up, you got to boo someone. So it's either him or Belichick. One of those guys. guys, Well, then, you know, everyone gets it. Boo your own guys. I'm good with them booing your own guys. Now, I wouldn't boo Belichick either, but I would boo him. If I'm a fan there, I'd boo him before I'd boo Brady, unquestionably. If Derek Cheater comes back to New York right now, are you booing him? He comes. He walked out in the stadium. I know they retired the number recently, but but I'm talking about, uh, or I mean, they had the whatever ceremony they had. What did they have? The Hall, Hall of, of Fame, Fame thing recently? Yeah. Whatever it is they did where he was at Yankee Stadium. But the point I'm making is, if he comes back in there, if, if the Marlins are ever playing the Yankees in a game, and he walks out onto the field before the game, you booing him? If he left us and broke our heart like Pat Riley did, heck yeah. Mm. Uh, Pat Riley... Ted Riley didn't win a single thing in New York. He transformed the Knicks from something terrible into something much better. He didn't win any championships. Tom Brady won six titles in New England. Six. Okay, fans are fickle. Everyone can get it. Uh, By the way, can we just address whatever uh, Tyler's last comment when he said he'll go to the grave for Tom Brady? I don't even know what that means. (laughs) Would you die for Tom Brady? He said he'll go to the grave for Tom Brady. What does that mean? I don't know, but I like it. I think he meant he'll. Something intense. I don't know. <laughs> they go to the grave with Tom Brady. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't know one way or the a, other. That's a true fan. All right, I got a break because I want to save plenty of time. The legendary Al Michaels is calling that game on Sunday night. He will join me live next. Don't miss it on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. And with that, it is always my honor to welcome the great Al Michaels here to ESPN Radio. Good morning, Al. Greeny, always good to be with you. Well, look, you've done the biggest sporting events there are in practically every sport. Um, how does this one feel different with Tom Brady getting set to go back to Foxborough? I think in 36 years of doing you know, the primetime game in the NFL, 20 on Monday, and this is 16, on Sunday night, Greeny, the uh, the only one I think I can compare this to, you'd have to go back to 1990. Mm-hmm. The Giants played the 49ers at Candlestick in like week uh, 12 or 13. Each team was 10-0 and 0 mm-hmm. the week before, and they each lost. 
So instead of having, you know, the 1,000-pound Marlin, we, we were stuck with the 900-pound Marlin mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. on Monday night. Mm-hmm. It turned out to be a classic defensive struggle. I think the, uh, the Niners won the game 7-3. to three. Uh, It was the second-highest-rated show in the history of Monday Night Football, eclipsed only by uh, Ditka and Chicago going to Miami in 1985. So I, I put this in that category. It's a little different, though. Uh, then you were looking at maybe a matchup of two unbeaten teams until the week before. But this one, you know, you could see this coming a long time ago. And we knew that the Tampa Bay had to go to New England because of the way the NFL schedule is set up. The AFC East meets the NFC South every four years. And then they flipped the home and road. So we looked back at 17 and saw that New England had gone to Tampa Bay. So you knew at the end of last season you had a Tampa Bay at New England game. And the only thing was, you know, where were they going to put it? We we knew it wouldn't be an, an early a regional Sunday window. Mm-hmm. It was just a matter of whether it would go to Monday night, whether it would go to you know Fox in the late window, or us. And so it's great. It's it's a you know it's the buildup is is tremendous. And I'll tell you, you know, Greeny, the great thing about us doing the game is that you have all of this you know in, insane hype uh, going on. Every you know every hour on the hour and on the half hour as well, mm-hmm. and yet when we when we get it, it the game it's the game and as I, I like to say my my old partner John Madden said you know you prepare you have all of this build up and then all of a sudden a game breaks out so uh, really looking forward to it though I mean it's a it's a, a great game that's uh, anticipated like none other I can think of in at least in at least thirty years I, I don't know that there has been a game that I can think of at least recently where the pregame will be as interesting to me. The the greeting between Bill and Brady, whatever it is that turns out to be, the way Brady interacts with the fans, the way the fans bring him back. I, I, I've no doubt you guys will be showing all of that, obviously, on NBC on Sunday night. What are your general expectations for all that? Well, of course, you're right. We're going to parse everything. You know, our, our director, Drew Esikoff, who I've worked with for 22 years, I mean, this guy is so good. I mean, he, he you know, he's got 20, 25 sources to choose from he gets john harbaugh you know saying to lamar jackson two weeks ago walking off the field you know you want to go for it mm-hmm. like you know not even a question you, you want to go for it and, and lamar responding so drew doesn't miss anything we'll be on top of that obviously uh, i expect a great uh, reaction uh for him uh there'll be some booze i know that peter king went out on the road i was talking to him the other day he visited all six new england states uh, last week, and he said that he was surprised at the amount of, uh, of bitterness toward Brady for, for leaving. But I, I kind of think uh, that's really just a, a spotty sort of situation. I think on balance, he's going to get a, a terrific response. Uh, I don't, you know, the, the funny thing with, with Belichick, everybody's going to be looking to see what's going to happen. But the only time I think so, something like that will happen, and obviously we'll get have the cameras turned on as we always do you know, three hours before the game and, and, and look around as to what's going on, there'll probably be, probably be a, a pregame a meeting, acknowledgement, whatever you want to call it. So it, it won't be a case of, you know, uh, during the game or, or maybe after the game when the coaches, you know, meet, meet each other, not necessarily coach quarterback. So I think there might be some uh, sort of acknowledgement of each other 
I would guess in the uh, in the pregame show, and not in the, well in the pregame show. You say in the pregame in the warmups when the teams come out. Of course, Al Michaels, the legendary voice of football at NBC, getting set to do the Brady return on Sunday night. I had Rob Nikovich on our TV show this morning, who played for Bill and with Brady and knows them well. And I said, "Will we see tear-filled eyes for either of them?" If when if and when there is some sort of video tribute or at any point, and he said absolutely not. Neither one of those guys will be that way. That both of them he thinks will be stone faced and, and, and impossibly focused, even by their standards. What do you think? Oh yeah, well I, I think in Belichick's case, a thousand percent. In Tom's case, ninety four point six percent. I think. You know, Tom does show a lot of emotion from time to time. Uh, he uh, might not show it on the field. But, you know, you, you never know. I mean, it's going to be an amazing moment to walk out of the visitor locker room uh, and, and make, uh, I think, a left-hand turn, something he hasn't made in, you know, 20 years, mm-hmm. and then come out there and with the place roaring and a video tribute, maybe. I mean, there has to be some sort of emotion. And we all know how locked in these guys are. But when you've got this um, ancillary thing happening, uh, you you can't I mean, you you can't put blinders on and not see it. So I would expect there would be some sort of a reaction, at least from Tom Brady. Greeny and Al Michaels is with me here, and, and then uh, for the edification of the fans who, who don't get to know this, at what point in the week will you and Chris and everyone else get to chat with them, and and what sorts of things are you interested to hear from Tom and from Bill leading into this game? Well. Uh, we, we always meet with the home team on Friday. So Friday, we'll be in Foxborough. We'll go to practice. We always meet with the coach and the quarterback. So we'll get our first opportunity to, to visit with Mac Jones. Uh, neither of us know him. Uh, with Bill, you know, I've done 100 meetings with Bill going back to when he was the defensive coordinator with the Giants. Um, yeah, you know, the, the, you get him to talk about it. Uh, he's You can't parse it. You know, you, you throw out a question and let them go. I mean, we had Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. uh, last week. And in our meeting with Aaron, and he was tremendous, um, He, what, you can't, like I say, uh, go granular with every question. So he walks in, and the first thing I said to him actually was, hey, I said, um, you did Jeopardy. Do you want me to start with an answer or a question? <laughs> and, and he said, well, <clears throat> start with an answer. So I said for six hundred bucks, um, uh, Pat Sajak's successor on Wheel of Fortune, mm. and he laughed and he said Aaron Rodgers. Mm. So he he was he was tremendous in in that regard. And then I said, hey, look, you know what we're doing here? We got to take your temperatures. So how's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? And he said, life is is great. Uh, liberty uh, somewhat restricted by the pandemic. Mm. And then he went through you know four or five minutes with us on. And he, what we needed to know about where he was and, and this whole thing. I think with him, with Aaron, I mean, he is so honest and so open. And when he did that press conference, when he went back to Green Bay, he told the absolute truth. That's how he felt. That's where he was coming from. This is a different story for whatever reason. Um, Tom uh, has, you know, through the years, worked the outside a little bit, work the periphery. And I can't blame him because everything that's that's uttered gets uh, chewed up and, and spit out 15 different ways. 
And then you wind up having to go back and say certain things. And that's not what I said. That's not what I meant. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And you know the way, of course, Belichick is. It's on to Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, the famous quote back in 14 after they got blown out by Kansas City on a Monday night. But I found, you know what I found to be very funny, Greeny, is yeah. that when they lost to New Orleans the other day, and I guess in the postgame press conference, you know, somebody started to talk about Brady, and Belichick said, no, no, we got to look at the tape from New Orleans. Mm. So he went backwards instead of <laughs> forwards. So, you know, these guys all know how to, you know, to work the room, to, to run the clock out when they have to, and we'll probably get a little bit of that, but you may get some nuggets as well. Uh, Al Michaels with us here, and, and obviously and this is the number one show on TV forever and, and would be regardless of the games, but you guys have had unbelievable games so far this year, starting with the Thursday night game, the Cowboys uh, and the show they put on against Tampa. They seem like they're for real. Then you mentioned you had the Kansas City-Baltimore game, which comes down right to the end, and then you had Rodgers as good as he has ever looked in that in that finishing drive against San Francisco the other night. I just, I guess I'd love to get a quick thought on you as one who's been around it forever. Just on the league this year, it feels the ratings are enormous everywhere. It feels like there's an enthusiasm right now. I don't, I don't know if it is because of the you know, outside circumstances in the country, but just your thoughts on where everything stands as we speak right now early in this season. Greeny, you're right. I mean, everybody's watching it. People are excited about it. It's so good to have – it's great to have the fans back because there's a, an electricity and a buzz. And I mean, last year was so bizarre in so many ways. We're walking into – these empty stadiums and it was it was weird and it got very you know tiresome this is great the fans are back uh it's just the way it used to be maybe even better in that regard and, and i think to, you know what's amazing about the nfl it's the greatest unscripted uh drama on television mm-hmm. you got all of these shows that do a, you know a two rating <laughs> a scripted show and they're off in three weeks and football just keeps going, and then every week you've got something new. And I know, you know, I'll be on uh, in the hotel until uh, late afternoon, normally for the night game on Sunday, and I'm watching Sunday Ticket. And when it comes down to the, you know, the, there are like maybe eight or nine one o'clock Eastern games. It comes down to the end, they're doing like three or four screens on it because every game has drama. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. And the other day, I'm sitting in the hotel room before we leave for the ballpark in in uh, Santa Clara. And watching the end of the Charger uh, Chief game yep. was phenomenal. Then there's another game over here with with Baltimore and and Detroit, and you've got a 66 yard field goal. It's crazy, and um, it's. I mean, if you're a sports fan, you've just got to love it. And so the NFL this year has had. I mean, the dramatic endings just come one right after the other. I mean, the Monday night game in Vegas between uh, Vegas and Baltimore, mm-hmm. three of our four uh, games that we have had. Uh, phenomenal! It's it's great, and people love it, and um, and that's why the NFL is the king. Al Michaels with us here on the Goodyear Hotline, making the plays that move you forward. Goodyear more driven. They have the Brady game on Sunday night. All right, one more thing, if I could uh, impose upon you to settle a little bit of an argument that we have here, and, and many people know that Al Michaels is not only maybe the most uh, decorated football announcer of all time, but you're in the Baseball Hall of Fame for all the baseball that you've done all through your career. So my right-hand man over here, his, his nickname is Hembo, he described the New York Yankees stars earlier, Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, as having seven home runs and 25 RBI over the course of the last week. And as one who has talked about, loved, and, and, and known the sport my whole life, hearing RBI in the plural without an S on the end just rubs me the wrong way. 
I, I will allow Buster only, by the way, is on his side. I, I chastised right. him for this. Buster jumped immediately on Hembo's side. Al, as, as a Hall of Fame baseball broadcaster, which side of this are you on? Well, in my era, you know, which I did the Reds in 71 through 73, the Giants in 74 through 76, and then, you know, uh, 14 years of Monday Night Baseball and, and Minor League Baseball. In that era, Everybody said RBIs. Mm-hmm. Everybody, and the you know the iconic announcers, the Vin Scullys and Kurt Gowdy's and Harry Carey's and Jack Bucks, they did the same thing. So who was I as a kid to come in and go RBI? I get it, but you know to me RBIs sounds better than it shouldn't be even RBI. It should be RSBI, right? right? If right. you want to go that way, mm-hmm. it runs batted in, right? Yes. So why don't you say RSBI instead of RBI? Yes. So I'm going with I'm going with a, a plural at the end. Yes, I am so happy by this. <laughs> of all the great conversation that I've had with you, Al, this is my happiest moment. Robert Stanberry, only the third. If you're listening, take that. I got Al Michaels on my side, and so I, that is for the win. Again, Al and Chris and everybody. Sunday night in Fox. Bro, it's going to be ridiculous. Thank you, as always, sir. I so appreciate the time, and we'll be watching Sunday night. Great. Anytime, Green. Anytime. Take care. That's the great Al Michaels, who's just as good as it gets. And I turn to my my dejected friend, Hembo, here. You have taken the L to end all L's. He is in the space. RSBI. That's right. Why Why didn't you say, you know, Judge and Stanton have 25 RSBI over the... If you're so specific about the acronym... Why wouldn't you say RSBI? The problem with this is that I can't push back. This, this is the Ford Frick Award winner. This Correct. is Al Michaels. I mean, right. it's like, it would be like you know, asking Alex Trebek a pronunciation. Whatever he thinks is right is right. Correct. So there's zero he's, opportunity he's for me to push Ford back. He's the Ford Frickin' Al Michaels. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't argue with him. Oh, I'm so happy with that. I really didn't know which way that would go. So from now on. I'm required to say RBIs. So is everyone. See, here's the thing. This, I think, might also be a function of your age. Al is older than I am. I'm older than you are. In my youth, the idea of saying RBI would be ridiculous. Like No one would have ever even thought of it. Every announcer, I listen to all the people he's talking about. I don't really remember Kurt Gowdy doing baseball, but I certainly remember Harry Carey and Vince Scully. Vince Scully, obviously, (coughs) until recently. (laughs) But all the legendary announcers, like even a guy like Costas, have we ever asked that question to Bob? Bubba, I'm not sure. Costas can't say RBI in the plural. He can't. There's just no I way. Think, I, I, I feel like we probably have. But. If we haven't, we should have. Yeah. And, and there's just no way in the world he says RBI in the plural. So that was just a win all the way around. Absolutely. He's, he's, he gave us great insight into the Belichick Brady of it all. It's going to be an unbelievable night. And he took the right side on the RBI discrepancy. Could not have gone better. Let's see if I have a text from Buster. Oh, I think I do. Buster. (laughs) Al Michaels, a devastating moment when a hero falls. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So dramatic, Buster. (laughs) Oh, actually, it says when a hero fails me. Sorry. One way or the other. (laughs) Robert, uh, it's going to have to take that L. What else can you say? This was really fun. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Greenie on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.